0: oh my god are you ready for this or what yes that that sounded kind of pensive like yes i i i'm here I I don't know what's going to happen. You do know what's going to happen. You know exactly what's going to happen. We're going to get in there Uh and we're going to rock the holy poop out of this. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Perverted podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? Perverted podcast. Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Woo! Woo! I don't hear good wooing.
1: <laughs> wooing was bigger than my wooing.
0: <laughs> you can, look, don't have woo envy. I had squiggle envy earlier. You don't need to placate mm-hmm. my fragile male ego, which we call Framigo on this show, by the way. <laughs> it's okay. You can woo. You can woo with me at a level of good wooing. Hello, and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion.
1: Hi hey there, Sunny here, recording on Zencaster from thousands of miles away on the East Coast, hanging out with my Steffi Mirti.
0: And I am, of course, Count Boogie, and uh, we are ready to do so. Look, Sonny, this is like the second time in a week that we've hung out sort of vicariously through the interwebs. The other time was we did some hypno class together.
1: Yes, we did an event.
0: We did an actual event together the perverted podcast listeners are going to be like, what? Boogie went to a class? He did something? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. I almost didn't. I had to sit outside the library in the sun and try to figure out how to get on Zoom. I'm, I'm kind of old with those things, but you guys walked me through it.
1: Yeah, we went to Consolation and it was lots of fun. And I'm really glad you got to make it to one.
0: It was good. And so whose class we went to a hypno class?
1: Yes, um, done by Hypno Story and Panda Pet, and actually the event was pretty successful. There were um, both Hypno and Rope classes throughout the weekend, and it's sounding like they're thinking about doing it again periodically because there was such a turnout.
0: I thought it was a lot of fun. I wish I would have made it to a few more of the Hypno classes. Of course, you and I talking about Hypno and all the Hypno we've talked about before, I'm starting to Mm -hmm. finally develop, like, with some plays especially something that's like an entire modality like hypnosis. You really have to get your head around it before you can dive in. Like needles was a thing for me. Wax play was a thing for me. There's a few things that I'm like, oh, I, you know, I I kind of get it. But once you start to really understand how the mind works in something, that's when you go, oh, yes, that makes perfect sense. And hypno was definitely one of them. I think this last class was taught really well. There was a lot of good points made and it was really good to see so many demos and how um, the bottom just was able to go in and out of trance so quickly, so repetitively, and yet still kind of maintain themselves in their ability to come out of it and to then be coherent and talk. And so there was a lot of stuff. And there was one thing that he said that I'll tell the listeners about that is the thing that set me off the most. And it was just a mention of like a rare case where somebody does hypnosis and it's like a burn scene. And then they actually develop like a blister in the area now then I, I haven't seen any data on this or whatever but i've you, you there was also mention of a of a of an impact hypno scene that left a bruise and soreness and those types of things and all of a sudden when they were talking about it i was like well that makes perfect sense because hypno is basically just removing the actual physical trigger when you're especially when you're doing kink in hypno and you're doing like a a hypno uh, impact scene what you're doing is if somebody is really able to allow their mind to go there you're triggering the brain to have physiological reactions to impulses that just aren't actually happening
1: yes and to be you know fair it doesn't happen Often, I think that that would probably be a very rare occurrence, but sure. just the idea that something like that is possible does illustrate the point of how you know, your body and your mind are connected. So if you control one, you control the other.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's really what I, I was getting at and starting to really understand. That the brain reacts and it sends chemicals like, I mean, we've talked about placebos on the show and, and Kathy and I were really big on placebos because your brain is mm-hmm. actually doing something. Even though you're taking a sugar pill and you think that it's some sort of medication or something, if your brain goes for the goes for the joke, it'll start sending all mm-hmm. of the chemo chemicals and neurotransmitters, hormones and that type of stuff. So it may not be as intense as actually having a real physiological trigger. But that's where I started to see the connection that, oh, so the orgasms maybe aren't as intense as a physical contact orgasm in most cases. But the mind is obviously, if you've tricked the mind, then the mind will go for it.
1: And I can actually attest it can be pretty, pretty intense.
0: Yeah. so, So, but when you orgasm hypno... You had said before that most of the time they're not as intense normally.
1: Um, it really, it depends. I have had ones that I think were very close to equal.
0: Wow. I don't
1: know if that's all the time. Sure. Um, But it's, I mean, it happens fairly frequently. So I think they can be pretty intense. Uh, but we talked about how, like a lot of people with penises are like they're feeling like they're having an orgasm but they don't you know ejaculate so they're like well i don't know if it was a real one and i I sometimes wonder if because i don't have a dick that um i'm just sort of released from getting in my head about that kind of thing
0: sure sure yeah because that kind of makes sense because once again if just because you're not ejaculating doesn't mean you haven't released those hormones in your brain and that you aren't able to then have sort of the after effects. Maybe you don't need the same refractory period. And that would be maybe a great way to cheat for a dude, you know, instead because you don't need right. a, you don't need a refractory period because you haven't had a phys- physiological ejaculation. So maybe you could just double up first one hypno, second one for real, real.
1: Yep. And I I have definitely seen a, a person with a cock look down last know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Going where's the mess?
1: Whoa, you know, but like if, if if that's what you're expecting, then you know it was pretty darn intense.
0: That's great. That's fantastic. So I didn't want to get to like a, a whole hypno thing, but I was really excited, and it's it's fun for me. That's why you go to classes, even if it's online or we whatever. We to do
1: bonding. It was fun. It
0: was. I saw you. You were wearing your little runzy. You looked all cute. Your daddy was there next to you. It was you know. It was kind. Of, I had to put up that mental block. Because I was like, you looked all cute. And I'm like, hey, 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 little girl, you know, <laughs> and then I'm like, um, daddy's there. You know, it's kind of just, you know, it's, uh, it's a little awkward. You know, I'm all, hey, bro. How's it going, bro? Good to see you. You look cute. You look completely fuckable in that onesie. What does it have a flapping back? What? Oh, never mind. Just let's focus on the class. Sorry about that.
1: I'm glad I looked cute.
0: You did look cute. (laughs) You did look cute.
1: Yay! But you know what?
0: We have another topic that's almost Mm -hmm. as fun. Don't use her vatches, bait to get another mate. It makes you look like a douche. It makes my chicks irate. If you want a unicorn, then go and hunt your own meal. Don't have your girl sneak in your dick as part of the deal. Don't force your girlfriend to be you're Pussy Broker. You think you're a player, but you're kind of a joker. You gotta do the work before you stick in your poker. Don't force your girl to be your Pussy Broker. Pussy Broker. It's kind of lame. Pussy Broker. See? See, Sonny? <laughs> It's a pussy broker. I don't know. I kind of like it. I think <laughs> I you, think it has potential. It has potential. Well, the hope is, is that it, it kind of opens up the topic because we are going to talk about unicorns and unicorn hunters mm-hmm. and what's ethical about it and what's not. Because there's actually, uh, you have shared. In the bi women's community, which I have seen actually for a lot of years because I dated somebody who started a very large uh, bisexual women's group. And I have seen this for years, and that is women being very tired of there being a couple and the man lays back and then shoves the woman out to go bring in unicorns so they can have sex with them. Yes, so you said, let's first define what a unicorn is. So why don't you give a definition, your definition of a unicorn, I'll give mine.
1: Okay. Um, and of course, you know, this is generalized. It's not always the case. So little caveat. But um, generally, when you hear about unicorns, you're hearing about a bisexual person, usually a cis female, who is willing to date a typically hetero couple, um, Dating them exclusively, so they're not having any outside partners of their own, and giving equal attention to both members of the couple.
0: Okay, I'm kind of I'm on board with that, and and I I like that you said that that's you know that's a generalized, um, so it can it can be anything. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, in my experience, as a unicorn is, is like you said, a woman that's basically interested in being. Uh, inside a poly relationship without necessarily being a part of the dynamic.
1: Um, Or rather that they are willing to commit to being with both members of an existing couple. um, And often the expectation is that they're not going to get to play with anybody else. The couple have each other, but they they can't have these other outside partners. And there's no like, well, I prefer one or the other it has to be both.
0: So, in general, a unicorn is somebody that comes in to an established relationship and they are the outside party, and it can be for a number of reasons. Both positive and both negative. In the positive sense, uh, a unicorn can be somebody which I've experienced multiple times uh, in my uh, poly relationships, where there was somebody that's like, "Hey, I want to come and play with you guys. I I don't really want a relationship mm-hmm. because I'm doing all this with school and business and career and stuff like that. And I want to I want to play and I want to have a little bit of intimacy and I really don't want to just play with a bunch of people. So I kind of just am looking." For some people to just enjoy, and that can be very positive because everyone's kind of on board with the situation and uh and it and it's very positive, and they stay for a little while and then they go or they stay for a couple of years, and then they go, and whether or not they end up joining the dynamic because feelings happen or whatever you know can or, or doesn't have to happen, but a unicorn hunter what's your definition of a unicorn hunter
1: right so there's nothing wrong with being a unicorn or even wanting a unicorn to come and join you with whatever you've got going on. But unicorn hunters are specifically folks who are looking for a unicorn and who kind of get a bad rep because there's a lot of dishonesty that comes along with it. A lot of bait and switch, a lot of You know, one woman approaching another and saying, I'm into you, and then, you know, you you meet and you spend time together, and then you're going to play, and all of a sudden it's, oh, this is, you know the dick in my life right, right, right. they'd like to play too or they, they're just gonna watch hope you don't mind
0: right. Um,
1: so that's where some of the negative stuff comes in it's not just being a unicorn to be clear if everybody's happy with the arrangement then that's fantastic it's just when it's not up front
0: and that's kind of where I, I came in with two categories when is it not douchey and when is it douchey and you had touched on a lot of the douchey stuff like if the male is not part of the initial hunt or a disclosure of true intentions and you covered that if the unicorn is actually looking to be an equal part of the relationship dynamic and the couple kind of lets them or lets her uh believe that that's the case but it's really not they're still going to keep their hierarchy and they're just looking for someone to play with and that can be really douchey because it's manipulative um if it's done in a way that's deceptive And uh, which I've heard that before, where it's like you throw the female out to kind of inspire feelings and attraction. Mm -hmm. And then just like you said, actually, you just said that, you know, so it's like you get her roped in and she falls, you know, kind of has starts having feelings for the female. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you, you can't have me unless he's involved.
1: Right. You touched on it, you know. Not only the whole process of how does this thing come together, but sometimes there's the issue of making it seem like it's going to be an equal partnership, but then asserting sort of like couple privilege and will we make the rules and um, not really allowing the unicorn to have the autonomy to decide what they want to happen in the relationship.
0: Absolutely. And once again, if you go into the category when unicorn hunting is not douchey, And that is what we talk about ad nauseum on the show, which is disclose, disclose. If both partners are very upfront and open about what they are looking for in the beginning, then the unicorn as an adult person gets to decide for themselves what's best for themselves. Now, we're not going to get too far into the dynamics of when things change, like, you know, it starts out one way and then someone develops feelings or someone thinks they're cool. And then all of a sudden they decide that they feel very threatened and insecure. That happens in monogamous relationships that happens Mm in poly. I mean, that's, that's just, that's just normal shit that happens, but we're talking about that initial because I mean, in general, this really, I mean, let's be honest, Sonny, this really comes about because you're having trouble finding females to date. (laughs) because, because they're mostly, they're all, they're defensive. There's so many women are just defensive because they know that you have, you know, you would have other partners. So there's just an automatic expectation that there's something nefarious going on and that your male partner's penises have to be involved.
1: Right. So, I mean, it's not just about me. I'm in a number of, you know, bisexual women's groups on Fat Life. I'm constantly seeing these posts about why is it so hard? Why don't women want to date me? And it's not just about the unicorn issue. There are lots of things that kind of go into this that make it difficult. Um, and let me just say, I'm coming at this from a position where I'm a queer person, I'm pansexual, um, I like. Parts, <laughs> right? Hearts, not parts. I got okay. it backwards. You're not whatever. Um, we get it. Hearts, You're, not parts.
0: That's other. We we used to call it a whore. I like parts we used to just, too. But... We used to just call it a total whore, but okay. Now it's called pansexual.
1: Listen. <laughs> okay. I just thought I'd drop. I that. have two wonderful partners in my life who I love dearly, and both of them have a cock. Good. And people are like, Sunny, like, why two dicks? Like, if you're bi or pan, why two dicks? And I'm kind of like, well, these are the people that I fell in love with that I care about. And I met them at a time when I was open to new partnerships. And I wouldn't change that for the world. That doesn't mean I don't want to touch a girl sometimes.
2: Right. And it
1: doesn't mean that there aren't some dynamic things that go on. I have a dominant partner and a submissive partner, but I'm pretty... um you know, clear that I am a dom myself on that end of the spectrum and my submissive partner is not really, it's kind of reversed, not really into kink in the bedroom. So, you know, sometimes I want to swing a crop a little bit, damn it. Yeah,
0: there's nothing, (laughs) and and if you wanted 12 dicks, why would that, there's nothing wrong with one 12 or 24, or 124 dicks. Right,
1: and if I had two partners that were women or non-binary folks, or if I had, you know partners of different genders. I don't know if I would get as much side eye, but I think that there's like a lot of judging that goes on in this community, like why it's so hard. There are so many by women. And I'm like, but you know what? You're not pounding down my door. I get hundreds of messages from men. Um, Men respond to my messages and I don't have to wade through all this red tape of you know, I, I try to be a respectful person. If I look at somebody's profile and I'm like, "Wow, they're really hot," and we have a lot in common, and I might like to maybe get to know them, and then I I read down their page and it's like, "If you date a person with a cock, don't fucking message me. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want any part of your unicorn bullshit." And I'm not exaggerating. You know, sure, big, I've you seen know, them big like, uh, red uh, letters on FetLife, sure, sure. and I'm like, "Okay, well, I do have cock in my life."
0: I don't date on FetLife. I have. I- I don't think I have ever, I may have gotten one play partner off Life from someone I started talking to or whatever, but I, I'm a real time person. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when I hear people like you talking about the frustrations of what people write in their profiles and how that creates, I'm kind of like, well, just go out and meet people. I mean, that's the, the best way to do it anyway, but that's not always an option. That's not a reasonable right. I option. think the
1: pandemic has had an impact. You know, you, I'm not going to, like, we just did this virtual event. I'm not going to a lot of in person things right now. I just got my booster shot. Right. <laughs> I feel like shit, but I'm glad that I got it and I'm waiting for it to be like fully active so I can maybe like leave my home <laughs> once oh, in a while. Jesus. But, you know, I. I think that online has become even bigger than it used to be in time of pandemic because people don't want to take the risk if there's no chemistry, no connection. So they're spending more time like talking to people. Maybe you're doing a zoom date or, or whatever. Um, because I mean, I personally don't want to be like out meeting a bunch of people in public. I'm not even eating in restaurants right now.
0: Right. Well, I think, so let's get to the, Back to the giant font. The if you have a dick, don't bother. Now then, from or if you
1: have a partner with a dick, if don't you have a bother. partner, yeah,
0: if you par- if you, you, you know what I'm saying. They know what I'm saying. Look, I misspeak constantly <laughs> on this show. They just kind of, they just listen for my tone. They just, they like a dog, they or a screaming fucking infant, um, which I hate both of them. But um, I'm like that. Sorry, but I digress. They're there, boogie. They, they understand. Let's get back to the rejection. Of seeing something like that and knowing, wait a minute, that's not me. Right. That's, I'm not like that. I'm, you're, you're putting these big fonts off and you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot because God damn it. Sonny's a nice person. Sonny's dicks are well managed (laughs) and Sonny's dicks don't have to be involved, but they mean it. They really mean it. But on the other side, I know you're. You're a free thinking person and you look at other people's feelings. So, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: how but many I've been people on all
1: sides of this.
0: Absolutely. You know how many people have said, no, my partners don't want to be involved. And then sure enough, D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. well, they just want to watch, just like you said earlier. And so the defensiveness is real. So how do we get? It's f- definitely real. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it does suck, and it's and it's hard when you get categorized as as something that you're not, and and there's a million people around the world that deal with that on much worse levels than fat life. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a problem around the world, and that's when people go to protect themselves. Sometimes there's collateral damage, and if you're the collateral damage, you're like, I don't want to be the collateral damage. But that's just how it is. So what can we do going forward? Because not every bisexual woman out there is that adamant. Maybe many of them are. Maybe even the majority of women have that big font on their profile. Right. But it's not an absolute.
1: I like I said it, you know, I, I've been on all sides of this. I have been in relationships in the past where I've had a, a partner, a man, say like oh we've done all these things on like your sexual bucket list like I would really like to have some FFM maybe you could find (laughs) someone for this and you know I get tons of messages from couples and honestly if the message says we're a couple and we're interested it does not bother me that much I mean really like you probably should read my profile and see I'm not looking for that but at least you're honest
2: right right Um,
1: but the only women popping up in my inbox like they're attached to a dick that I don't want (laughs) to so <laughs> oh, I get it. I really do. But I think that, you know, with women in general, we have a little bit of like, there's a little bit of like cute girl privilege. I'm just going to acknowledge it sure. where you're used to being kind of catered to and getting hundreds of messages and just getting to pick and choose. And, um, I think that getting past that and saying, you know what, I have to be the one to put myself out there and say hello to somebody to, I actually had a disaster, <laughs> but, but I'm still doing it. You know, hello, you know, you know, we have some things in common. I'm interested in you in, as a human being. And to actually state outright, I'm not unicorn hunting. I know that I have partners, but that's not what I'm about.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's, I mean, ultimately, and that's kind of always been my approach is to just disclose up front. And then, if you get rejected, then I don't have time to psychologically uh, fix every human on earth. All I can do is what I can do, and I can try to put myself out there and I can try to disclose. And if somebody has burned the bridge in front of me without my knowledge, I can't change that. Right. Nobody owes me. You know, I have been in enough situations where I tell somebody, no, you can say some you can tell me what you're thinking. And they go, yeah, the last three guys said that. And then they gaslit me with every piece of information I gave them. So that's I mean, that's just an unfortunate part of of dating is that some people have baggage and damage. And and if you can get through it, you can get through it. And if you can't, you just have to move on to the next person right, and and do your best. But if you're disclosing up front and you're taking that initiative, I mean, once again, you can cry and bitch and and shit your pants over it, but that's not going to get you any dates. It's not going to get you a woman. At some point, you have to decide, well, I have sat and patiently waited in front of the FETs for (laughs) nine months, and I am not getting any letters from anybody that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. I guess that means it's my responsibility. To start reaching out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you do the best you can and, and you're honest. And, you know, like the other day I, I was, I was chatting and I mean, I'm honestly not working that hard, but I am open to like the possibility. Of dating a girl or having a, a female submissive in my life, if I met somebody who I connected with, but it's not something I'm like really hunting hard for. But you know, I I saw this cute girl and I started up a conversation and we we're like chatting back and forth and it's flirty and it's kind of nice and I'm like having a good time and then all of a sudden. Like the conversation just dies. And I'm like, I have no idea why. And later that evening, I, I was talking to my daddy and I was like, I don't know what the fuck happened. It was so weird. And he was like, uh, was it so-and-so? And I'm like, yes. What did she do? And he's like, I just saw that you liked a bunch of pictures. So I followed that person. I had no oh, idea you oh, were like chatting and flirting. Oh, it's like, oh my God, oh. that's all it took. That's all it took. We were, what did we call it? Twat swat. Um, And it was totally an accident. But literally, sometimes that's all it takes. That's it.
0: That's it. Oh, that's it. So,
1: you know, I'm like, listen, be, you know, empowered to say, this is not what we negotiated. If the situation arises, whether it's within your own relationship and your partner is pressuring you to go out and find someone else and it's not what you want, feel empowered to say, fuck no, go do your own hunting, or that's not within the bounds of the relationship that we negotiated. And if someone pulls a bait and switch on you, feel empowered to say, fuck no, I, I wanted to play with you, not with the dick that's attached to you. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm I'm out. But, you know, there's never a 100% guarantee, regardless. Of who you're dating or what their gender is. Like anybody, they could say, send you pictures and be like, I'm this gorgeous person, and then it turns out they're not. <laughs> or I'm really healthy. And and like, you know, it turns out like I don't know that they haven't brushed their teeth in six weeks. I don't know. Hey, you know, come like you could always I, you get know, a nasty. surprise. it's hard.
0: It's hard sometimes to brush your teeth every You know
1: what I mean. I just want to give a, a silly example I'm that's joking. not gonna offend anybody, but you know, No, we
0: offend <laughs> oh sunny. Come on, you haven't (laughs) been here long enough. That's the perverted podcast way. Because by being offended, you learn things about yourself. The more you know. Pussy broker. You don't have to be a pussy broker if you don't want to. Well, 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 (laughs) well put, Sonny. And from my point of view, as the unicorn hunter that has always, and I am well known to be a unicorn hunter, but I'm the one doing the hunting because I know it's easy. Like when I had bunny and mew, they're both gorgeous. They're both amazing. They're both laid back. They're totally easy to get along with. They're super supportive. Like anyone that comes in, they're like, Oh my God, you're awesome. Come on, let's be awesome together here. We can play with stuffies or, you know, whatever, you know, and it's it. I know that I am the obstacle, not just the fact that I have a dick. Because some people like dick, but just I know I'm the I obstacle. Happen to appreciate well, you <laughs> got two of them. I hope you like them. That's I just picture you like. Look at all these dicks <laughs> I got. Dick, 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 dick. Sonny has dicks.
1: I even have my own cockets, pink and sparkly, and has glitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For me, I need to go. I'm. I'm just going to be a dick. If you're going to call yourself a dom and you're sending your submissive to go hunt for your fucking prey, you're not a fucking real dom to me, in my opinion. You can live your own truth. But if you have to hide behind somebody to go get your chicks for you, then what are you really hiding? Like, what is wrong with you? That's fair. Like, you you have some, you know, what insecurity do you have? What, What do you have? You know, like once again, and if you're not a dominant in the relationship, you know, if you're not trying to be like the alpha, then, okay, I can understand if you tell your partner maybe maybe she's more aggressive and she's more gregarious and you're like, I'm actually really shy. There's nothing wrong with that. But once again, you still need to be involved in that process right up front.
1: Right. It's about telling the truth.
0: It's really just I mean, that just God damn it. It always comes down to fucking communication, Sonny. It's ad nauseum. I'm so sick of the word communication. It's all we ever talk about on this show, and it fixes almost every goddamn thing. Just be upfront, just disclose, and then be willing to deal with the rejection and not like shit on people for it because they're burned for a reason. You know, and sometimes just in the peripheral, seeing you have integrity and not be a bitch about their rejection. Sometimes softens them to you a little bit. Sometimes makes them see that you have some character, and that hey, you reached out and and I said you know no, and and then you said thank you very much and and went on your way and didn't say a bunch of nasty mm-hmm. mean shit in re- in leaving. So I don't think it's a lost cause for you, Sonny, and I like the effort that you've been putting in that you've been telling me about, and I think it is way way more effective than <laughs> waiting.
1: <laughs> so you know. Whatever. If I get slapped in the face with, you know, a really gorgeous and intelligent and (laughs) lovely submissive lady, I'm not going to like turn away from it. But um, Please reach out to
0: Sunny Lee May on Perverted Podcast uh, at (laughs) gmail.com. Send oh, your... this
1: was not a personal ad we yes
0: it was it's always a personal yeah. ad and let me tell you I'm not no. look, yes yes Sonny. it really it's okay I understand it's a give and take we talk about a topic hopefully give mm-hmm. some good opinions at the end I dream about getting groupies you'll probably actually get them so let's just own sure. it do it pervertedpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com oh, if you're, if you're a, a horny submissive female that wants to have Sunny sink her teeth into you. Look, see how easy that is? <laughs> is that hard? And why is that unethical? Did you not just disclose you're looking for someone? This is the type of shit I'm talking about that we have to get. Oh, give... it's
1: not unethical. Okay, it's good. It's not unethical.
0: Well, pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. If you want Sunny sniz,
1: <laughs> oh,
0: if you, you want to lick Sunny sniz and call her sir. <laughs>
1: Yes, I do prefer, sir. I, I really, I really don't like the the dear mistress letters. I prefer.
0: No, I like being called mommy now. Let's just call me mommy. Yeah. It's kind of funny to me.
1: And honestly, I wouldn't expect anybody to call me anything unless we were discussing an established dynamic.
0: However, no, that should be done. That, that should be done in first email. First email, I expect you to kneel and call me Master Boogie. <laughs> don't laugh, my. My name's so not sexy. I have
1: a really hot story called Call Me, Sir, and <laughs> wrote all about it. I it bet you help. do.
0: Well, you know, maybe that's uh, if people want to get your uh, literature, where do they go again? I always try to plug you now.
1: That story is actually published in Kink Weekly right now, but um, I also have uh, a couple of novels on Amazon and com. You can get information about all the stuff I'm up to.
0: And speaking of uh, forcing you to write some stuff, let's move into. Uh, we haven't done Daddy's story time in a while so I had <laughs> I'm I had Sonny really write excited for this I had Sonny write something up and then of course I read it so we're just gonna do that before my Michelle comes in and terrifies anyone. Don't butcher my story <laughs> I did Daddy reads stories little girls love them then they get sleepy That's when he fucks them. The brush cracks beneath her bare feet as she wanders through the woods. The rocks and brambles cut from time to time, but she prefers to feel the hard earth supporting her. With each step, she leaves tiny traces of blood on the forest floor, a trail being left behind, and this night, this is exactly what she hopes for. The Lugaru is known to frequent these parts, and while others wouldn't dare to tread here so late in the evening, the stories only serve to make her heart race and thighs slick. As she presses on, she feels her nipples tighten in the crisp autumn air, skin bare beneath her crimson cloak and the moonlight. Red allows her mind to dream of ravaging. A loud snap behind her brings a smile to her lips, but she does not look back. Instead, she breaks into a run. Blood pounds in her ears as feet and paws beat the earth, and she feels rather than sees him gaining on her. Of course Red could call out for help, or turn and try to fight. But the truth is, tonight she wants to be caught. Her breath hitches when she feels the heat of his against her nape and prepares for impact. The air is stolen from her lungs as her small body is slammed into the dirt. She gasps, struggling for oxygen as she's rolled forcefully onto her back. Bravely, she lifts her gaze to meet the glowing eyes of the monster. Half-man, half-beast, tonight, under the influence of the full moon, the Lugaru runs his devilishly long tongue from hip to collarbone. The beast runs his razor claws over her breasts and belly, drawing tiny crimson beads from her fair skin and whimpers from her softly parted lips returned to her knees she cries out as her chest is shoved to the earth soft petals on display the lugaru isn't gentle when he slams his massive cock into her body this time extracting cries of sweet agony red claws the earth beneath her as the beast fucks her violently sinking his teeth into her shoulder mine he growls out around her flesh as her core nearly torn in two begins to contract around his massive shaft The beast senses his prey is near detonation. His movements become frenzied now as her small form struggles pinned beneath his weight. Tears sting her eyes as pain and pleasure build in a crescendo of sensation. With wild desire, Red slams her hips backwards to meet those of the monster, flinging them both from the precipice of release. As the Lugaru's hot seed coats her belly and the rays of the moon beat down, Red feels her body begin to transform in subtle ways. While she sprouts no fur, she runs her tongue over slightly sharpened canines, and she knows in her soul that her green eyes are aglow. Huddled in their beds only a few miles away, the townspeople shudder beneath their quilts and begin to pray. They cling to their lovers and whisper in terror while shrouded in darkness. When the sun rises tomorrow, and they dare to gather in the square, they'll swear they heard not one, but two distinct howls in the night. Vaginas and paninases, things we find interesting. This is the random topic we are gonna talk about now. You will be talking to me about great balls. Crushing balls.
2: Yes, the
3: balls.
0: You had the balls in your hand. You, you will crush the balls. It'll be great. This is going to be a magical segment. Hello, Michelle. How are you doing?
3: I am doing great.
0: I don't give trigger warnings, but and I'm not going to. Fuck it. I said it at the beginning, but, but there there are going to be testicles involved, and it might not be pleasant for them. I did send you a picture this week I don't think I even told the listeners I've been so busy with all the stuff And whatever I sent you a cool picture Yes Of a, of a you thing did. Of a thing that Yeah I don't think I told everyone That I got a giant tooth Ripped out of my head A few days ago Yep And it was all You know what? what The
3: thing I love About my friends Is I got another picture From another friend Just a couple of days ago Same thing happened to him A giant molar Ripped out of his Out of his head it's like I was thinking about you, thought I'd send this picture to you. It's
0: amazing, <laughs> you're all everybody loves me with their bloody teeth. Oh, it's the best. I feel loved. you are loved i even i and what was amazing was that the dentist was just like you because I tell her all the time about you and I go, oh, I got my my freaky dental friend and she like, you know, blah, 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 blah and she's like, oh yeah, like when I told you th- you told me things had to be built up because my gums are going because I have like 20 missing teeth I told her that and she's all, oh, your friend was absolutely correct blah, blah, blah and I'm like, oh, of course it was it was fucking my Michelle you don't know who she is, do you, bitch? my dentist is new she's, she's wonderful But it was so funny, (laughs) like, after she rips it, and she did a good job. She's good. I like her. Plus, she's pretty, and she has pretty eyes, but I try not to stalk her with my eyes while she's ripping a giant tooth out of my head. But what was good was uh, after she rips it out, I swear to God, Michelle, I am not lying. Uh She rips it out, and I'm like,
2: let me put the picture.
0: I got to take a picture of it, because I don't want to take a picture of it when it's not juicy, right? I'm not going to send that to you so i get and she just laughs and steps back and i'm taking a picture of the bloody tooth after she rips it out and then i go to and i'm like that's mine (laughs) and she looks at me and and i'm like i'm keeping that and she's like no you don't want to keep that and i look at her face and she's looking at the tooth like longingly Uh uh-huh and i'm and i go you collect teeth don't you you're just like Michelle. And she looks at it, and she looks sad, and she's like, yeah. And I go, that's my tooth. You can't have it. Of course, it sounded more like, oh, my girl, You can't have <laughs> it. And she's like, you really want it? And I'm like, yeah, that's my tooth. And she's like, okay, well, I have to clean it. And I go, you don't have to clean it. Just give it to me bloody. Put it in a bag. She's all, no, I have to clean it. And she had, like, this whole ritual thing that she had to do. And Uh she looked like Hannibal Lecter, like she had Uh to clean it a certain way. And she, like, disappears with my tooth. And I go, boom, my (laughs) tooth. And we're laughing. But she had to go and, like, do something and then comes back and all the blood and guts were off of it. Mm -hmm. And then is that, I don't know what that's all about, but. I thought of you the entire time, and then I had to send you the picture.
3: Ah, oh, thank you. That's awesome. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yes, yeah. I know that that feeling of like, but you, you, you really don't want this. This is disgusting. No, no, I want it. I'm like, god damn it! So I have to go in the back stock room and pull the tooth out of my pocket that was in the glove and like pretend like, oh, I found it. <laughs> Oh, thank God, you're so lucky. It was in the bottom of the trash. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: Jesus, you guys are all freaking freaks. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you mm, what, though, my Michelle, tell me. because because I, I love you, uh-huh. I might be giving you that tooth.
3: <gasps> Boogie, I'll put yeah. it in there with the other try the tribute.
0: You have other tribute teeth. Yeah, that your that your dental victims. Because you do dental play, and that's a whole nother yeah. topic that we're going to talk about at some point. Oh, and yes. you've talked about it a little bit, but we haven't got into the actual nuts and bolts of dental play. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, so you have tribute teeth, and, uh, yeah, maybe I I'll do. add the boogie molar to that, and uh, it'll be an exceptional thing.
2: Yay!
3: That makes me very happy.
0: Well, I... This is... This is the gift. This is that. This is all I have to, <laughs> to offer you. It's either that or fisting or something. I don't know, but just take the molar. But here okay. to go to go on to other magical pain. You okay. had you told me that you participated in a ball busting scene.
3: I did. I. It was so much fun, and um, they took quite a lot. I didn't go like ham on them. But uh, I did really good. And and they're asking me for more. So I must have done something right.
0: Okay. Now then, this is a wonderful, wonderful thing for me. Because I can kind of we've talked enough about these types of things on the show that I can kind of put my mind to the side and I don't cross my legs as much when we talk about torturing some guy's junk as other people do. Mm -hmm. So, but I want you to walk me through, when we think ball busting, are you talking about heavy impact on somebody's testicles?
3: Uh, yes.
0: Okay, why don't you walk me through some of the activities of that scene?
3: Um, well, I have this spatula that I got from Walmart that... (laughs) I absolutely I love it love. already. <laughs> <laughs> because it's um, silicone. So, you know, it washes easily. But, you know, it's kind of cupped. And it cups perfectly on the balls. So, I just kind of, like, get the cock out of the way. And then I just, like, slap it on the balls. I don't... And then... Um... So, r- my rule of thumb is you let them hang in. You can smack, smack, smack. You pull them close, make it look like a brain. You tap, tap, tap.
0: Oh, wow. So, it's yeah. two different sensations then.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they're like, looks like a brain and you got them all taunt, you don't want to hit them too hard just because you can not actually like harm them. We want to hurt, not harm. But when they're just hanging loose, you can kick them a little bit more. Harder.
0: So you, you've kicked balls before. Did you kick this guy's balls?
3: I did. It was magical. So I had them on all fours and I kicked from behind but when you kick someone in the balls you kick them on the top of the foot not the point of your foot. so I just kind of like positioned and I had to kind of hold on to something you know because I don't want to fall so you know and I just kind of go I kind of like do like a little tap just to kind of see his reactions and I go a little bit harder see his reactions and I kind of gauge on how much I can kick without him like falling over you know in total total pain right But yeah, it was amazing. And then I had him up on his knees and I took that um, bondage tape and I took his cock and I wrapped it around there. And then I wrapped it around his his head, kind of like a a mankini to get his (laughs) cock out of his way. And then I just kind of kicked him from the front, too. So that was really fun.
0: Wow. Now, when you're kicking... When you are kicking, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's obviously, like, I'm trying to land a 40-yard field goal uh, at the end of the game kick. Right. Then there's, like, onside kick where you're just trying to go, like, 10 yards and bounce it off somebody. And then there's the tap, tap, tap. You're caught. So when you get to that level to where you can... You can kind of you've worked those balls, uh-huh. and now you're you're ready to give your strongest kick. About how strong of a kick can you give a set of nuts?
3: Oh, I don't. That's hard to describe. I kick fairly hard.
0: Like get a step back and cock back and then.
3: Yeah, basically. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how do I describe that? I'm like, do 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 I kick a ball like a hundred yards? I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, do you get like a but, running start?
3: No, I just like rear my leg back and then and then I I make contact and I go pa.
0: That's still a pretty good kick.
3: And I just and I, I also make sure that like when I kick, I kind of like push it up a little bit too, you know. Oh wow! Yeah, so I kick and chink!
0: So now with each kick, what I know you don't have testicles, so this is I I wish we had uh, your victim to kind of give the headspace, but I know you've done this a few times, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So now then of course you've done that debriefing with your bottoms. What I'm trying to figure out is whenever we talk about ball busting or kicking balls and stuff like that, you know, there's that instant shock value where the guys are like all, eh. but like what I really want to know is what you found out, like what does that do for the bottom? Like what type of sensation or what type of headspace is that?
3: Uh, from what he told me, he says he likes the sensation of you know the of the pain that radiates up into the stomach. He he likes that. He okay. likes that pain, and it kind of puts him in a like a a submissive type headspace. Right. It it just kind of makes him like. Uh, he just—he's a masochist, of course. So, but he—he he likes that radiating pain into his stomach, and uh, he enjoys it.
0: So now, then, from the kicker's point of view, because once again, this is something that's always interesting when you think about the female top kicking a guy in the nuts. Right. Is this just your basic sadism that you like to cause pain in general, or is there something special? about kicking the balls is, you know, because a lot of guys are like, oh, this is your man-hating moment, you know, that you're just, you know, you're putting the guy down in his place and you're kicking him right in the nuts. Like, what's your headspace around this?
3: My headspace is that my sadism is being fed. I like watching him writhe in pain and and then ask for more. I, I, I'll i also, like, we'll kick him, I'm like, and I'll say, you know, was like, oh, I'm like... I go, excuse me, what was that? Oh, thank you, Miss Michelle. That's right. Thank you, Miss
2: Michelle.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was funny. I was playing with one guy, and he he kind of looked at me after the scene, and he was like, you don't hate men, do you? I go, no. He's like, yeah, I, most female tops seem to hate men. I'm like, well, that's very judgmental. But no, for me, it's the sadism, and it's the mindfuckery, and... um. At one point, I was like, okay, are you ready for the big one? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I go, all right, one, two. And I was building it up. And then I go, three. And then I stomped my foot and I barely touched his balls. (laughs) And he was just like, uh. I'm like, ah.
0: (laughs) Did he jump, though?
3: Oh, yeah. He's like, uh. And he was blindfolded, but he's looking around all confused. It was great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. that is wonderful now then when so how long, how many kicks can you give on average to a, a a medium bottom of ball crushing
3: um i i i don't have a really a number i let them tell me so you know right. whenever they like yellow but i would say at least 10.
0: wow that's a lot of kicks to the nuts Yeah. Well, then that would lead definitely into the next, which would be what can go wrong with this physiologically? Like what can happen inside of a testicle? Because they are kind of sensitive, nervy areas that Mm -hmm. have a certain function. Uh,
3: Well, you can rupture. uh, You can actually rupture them.
0: So now, of course, when I was a kid, I felt, um, you know, you rupture your balls on everything, you know, from the jungle gym to swing sets to flicking mm-hmm. it the wrong way when you're putting on your pants or, or whatever. Um, and obviously, we know that's bad. And I'm sure there's a lot of physiology and we could look that up another time to talk right. about, you know, what that is. So um, what type of aftercare do you do on testicles when you're done beating the crap out of them?
3: Um, well, if it's a pretty heavy scene, I'll have them ice it. And then also I'll, I'll check in with them. If they have any bleeding in their urine afterwards, then they need to go to the doctor for sure. Sure. But I, I generally don't go that, that hard. Um, and I've never had anyone piss blood before from ball kicking. So those are the big things is like, you know, ice it if it, if you've, uh, for the for that next day and then you know just kind of watch for any bleeding or anything like that or any swelling any like excessive bruising
0: well michelle i'm sure some of our listeners have squirmed quite a bit Mm -hmm. uh listening to this but i'm pretty fascinated by it because you know i've heard so many people talk about it and and joke about it that I'm like wow this is really a great opportunity to talk to somebody who does this and get into this and I'm assuming it's probably not for every bottom because it it can be pretty intense
3: yeah I did have a a, a bunch of people watching and then afterwards one guy was like you know I just can't wrap my head around that he's like it just really hurt just watching it I'm like well you know I go we can always start out light if you like he's like uh I'll I'll think about it I'm like well you know You never know At this moment You might not like it
0: <laughs> Look at you The manipulator
3: <laughs> Well in, in all honesty When I first started topping And once I first um, Identified as a dom Rather than a switch I didn't think that I would like CBT at all I'm like oh no I like the balls I like the, t- the dick You know Oh they're yummy And uh, my good friend, Tal LA, he's the one who actually showed me and taught me about CBT and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, now it's it's my jam. I like it. I like it a lot.
0: Well, goddamn, my Michelle. If someone should like something, it should be the sweet sadist, my Michelle.
3: Oh, thank you.
0: And uh, I look forward to having you back soon to terrify our audience more.
3: Oh, I I'm happy that you have me on here now. I like it.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much for telling us your story. <laughs> and we're all going to just gently put little pillows around our junk and and, and walk away quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your woo? Thanks for-
2: oh no. YouTube. Woo. We gotta woo again. No, I
0: want you to woo. I'm going to count to three, and I want you to woo better, Sunny, because this is perverted podcast. One, two, three. <laughs> do you have like? That's dumb. Do you have like woo deficiency or something? Am I like shaming? Well, I'm not a woo. I'm like a yay person. Uh, Can am you I? Yay? A, am I a? Uh, is this like a disability shaming? <laughs> You like have some weird brain issue that doesn't allow you to woo. You better cut this out. No, I'm not. This is great. That's it's okay. Don't feel bad. Then you said yay is better for you. Yes. Okay. Let's try a yay then on the <laughs> count of three. One, two, three. Yeah. Okay, that's better than your woo. That's for sure. And <laughs> the show now. Oh We're just gonna work with you, Sonny. You just hold your stuffy, grab your stuffy, get your support and let's end the show.
2: Thank you
1: for listening to Show 338. If you have questions, comments, love, or hate, please reach out to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or find us on FetLife, TikTok, or Instagram under the name Perverted Podcast. And if you think this show brings value into your life and is beneficial to other humans on Earth, please consider donating 5 bucks if you give a fuck to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Podcast.
0: See, that was wonderful. That was so wonderful, Sunny. I just don't woo. I don't know. I I didn't know. I thought you were just like being shy. But your yay is better. No, it's just a, a weird sound to make. I don't know you've never actually just gone woo!
1: no never oh my
0: god that's a
1: I, i'm definitely a yay person
0: you're a yay or not a woo or i didn't know that was a thing well that is totally sunny i accept you as you are and i think you're amazing <laughs> as you are even even wooless don't don't worry about it we'll always find a solution that is show three three eight, and I am so glad that we are done with this magical show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Headley. Oh my God. and Headley, I just emailed you by the way. I by the way, Sonny, Headley, our glorious show sponsor, usually responds better if I guilt him in the show. So like if I send him an email and he's too busy to respond, I'm like, hey, Headley. Hey, that email, that topic I talked about us talking about. Why don't you come back? Come on, piggy. Oink, oink, oink. Give us the oink. Okay, there, I've done that. I guess what... You could try asking nice. What? You could try you... asking nicely. Oh, my God, Sonny, you're so new. You're, you are so new and precious and innocent. I almost feel bad <laughs> the corruption and the callousness that you will experience over the coming months if you stay yes that is show 338 and I guess we'll see you guys next week and torment you for show 339 yay
2: hey.
0: ooh, ah, ooh. And your urethra Might cause your wean to burn and sting
2: Certain STDs like the gonorrhea Might feel like the very same thing
0: Sex with many nameless partners Is awesome in so many ways
2: But remember there's always a cost So if you don't play it safe Bet your ass someday you're gonna pay Rubber on your tingle, you might reduce the tingle, but it beats having your dick fall off. Or even worse,
0: getting stuck with 18 years of child support payments, cause you got drunk and knocked a Catholic
2: girl up. Solo, Go.
0: Sex life can get pretty rocky When you got bumpies all over your cocky
2: Oh boo-boo nasties on your coochie Might limit potential for smoochie smoochy.
0: Pills and treatments can cost a buttload Not to mention all the discomfort and pain
2: So remember to plan ahead Because we know that men are useless once they have sex on the brain.
0: A rubber on your dingle
2: might produce the tingle, but it beats having your dick fall off.
0: Or even worse, doing anal with someone who's had a bad stomach day and winding up with poop on your cock.
2: It happens.
0: Condoms may suck, but they're effective At helping your crotch not be defective
2: The sex may last ten minutes, but herpes will be your buddy Every day for as long as you live
0: And if you're infected, you better be honest Don't cause the health of another to be harmed Cause it sucks sucks when a pissed off vengeful chick Takes five full cans of spray paint paint And writes fucked up shit all over your car A rubber on your tingle Might reduce the tingle But it beats having your dick fall off So cover up your chunk Before you fill her up with spunk I'm so glad we had this nice little
2: talk